don't know how to lock this chair. And then when I uh, want to unlock it, I don't know how to unlock it. And then it just locks or unlocks on its own. It has a it has a mind of its own. You push the bar in while you're sitting fully upright. Nope. 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 Hold on. Nope. Nope. I think. Is there another bar? Let me see. Check this side. Nope. Earth. Round or flat? Is this up for discussion? I, <laughs> it normally wouldn't be, but it, it does lead me into the first thing that kind of came to mind. I neglected to mention it to you as, uh, as I felt it would be kind of hilarious to talk about. But So I poised the question again. But the, the, round or flat? There's no, <laughs> Tony, there's no, like, that, that's the thing, though. There's no question here. It's round. Like, but how do you know? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Have you actually been into outer space yourself? How do you know that the composite of photography that has been taken from satellites and even from the own camera phones of astronauts up there haven't been somehow doctored by the bigger, uh, sinister organization? Yep. Because that makes sense. So I bring this up because I'm I'm generally the type of guy to be fairly welcoming of anybody's view as long as you don't try to push it on somebody. And when you try to push it on somebody, that's when I get defensive. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I was at work and I was helping a member with uh, a, a purchase. And, you know, part of our question is, what are you going to use this for? And he could have just said, oh, I'm going to use it for work or conventions or or I'm going to use it for, um, you know, just doing research. He could have been as vague as he wanted. But I feel like this guy needed to talk to somebody. And what better to, than talk to somebody that is trying to sell you something? <laughs> because, of course, I'm trying to sell it to you. So I can't be rude and walk away. I got to let you say your piece and maybe we'll come to some sort of common ground and you'll feel better about buying it and I'll feel better about selling it. Believe me, that was not the case. But fast forward in this conversation, he said, oh, well, I'm a flat earther and um, we have a convention coming up and uh, I I, want to be able to help out with check-in and do this and that. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard about that. That's it's very interesting. And I could have just not said that. But <laughs> again, I'm trying to be nice and he's like, "Oh, what have you heard?" I was like, "Oh my god." So I told him some of the theories that I've heard and I I used that word theory and that set him off. Oh no. Like, well, <laughs> the round earth model also is a theory. Because if you if you actually do some scientific research into it, the mathematics don't add up. It's like, oh, okay. He's like, and he said to me, "I can see you're skeptical." I'm like, well, I mean, I think you know if if you look at some of the scientists like uh, DeGrasse Tyson and you know Neil deGrasse Tyson and Stephen Hawking, you know, rest in peace. They were pretty adamant that the world was round. He's like, yes, based on the math that they were given. They never went to space themselves, did they? 
they never traveled the the globe or whatever, did they? Like, well, no. But we've had but, people that have. But have they? And that was the thing. Like, it was one of those arguments, and that's what I hate. Like, when you when you get into a discussion with somebody, that I'm trying to not necessarily be the contrarian in the discussion, but I'm trying to be open minded enough to have a discussion where if you're trying to get me to question things, I am as well trying to get you to question things. But if you're not willing to question, then you're just giving me a lecture. And that's not what I signed up for. (sighs) It sounds like he just was trying to see if he could really convince someone and you just weren't giving it to him. I don't know. It's... It's one of those things that at the end of the day, whichever one is, whichever one is right, and let's be honest, it's round, <laughs> but, but whichever, it, it, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like, like the space exploration stuff that we're doing, that we've done you know, since the Apollo missions and all that, it's great. It's awesome. Um, some may call it a waste of money, but you know, at, at the end of the day— if you were to actually land on Mars in my lifetime and we were able to create some sort of society over there, at least for my immediate lifetime, it makes no difference. And the grander scheme of things for the evolution of the human populace, it might. But I'm sorry, I'm a little selfish because it doesn't affect me. Don't really care all that much. <laughs> I'd argue that space exploration and stuff teaches us a lot. It allows like technology and stuff to grow to uh, grow forward. But yeah, no, I don't feel like even he's done his research because I've seen a few videos about like the the math behind like what if the Earth was flat and it's like gravity wouldn't work the way you want it to, like the way it works right now would not be the same as the way it works over there. There, there. There's so many like formulas that prove that supposedly prove that the way that Isaac Newton devised the concept of gravity is just wrong. It's not gravity. It just is. I'm like, well, no, that's, you know, that's, that's not really the scientific process. <laughs> like the scientific process is you, you try and replicate things and you do it a certain amount of times. And I mean, this is, this is grade school stuff. And there are people out there that call themselves experts in this particular field. And they're completely ignoring the hundreds of years of research behind just like, you know, if you take into account like astronomy, or even astrology, for that matter. I mean, the the constellations would not, you know, they would not rotate the way that they do if we were on a flat Earth. And I don't know. It just... I just genuinely can't believe that you ran into a true flat Earther, and I cannot believe that that even is a thing. Because I think that started as a genuine joke. I mean, in terms of its comeback? Yeah, I I don't mean... Yeah. 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 
No. I, I, I mean, I understand, you know, back in the day, people were, you know, when I say back in the day, I mean, you know, a few thousand years ago, you know, 1492 era. Uh, well, I guess that's not a thousand, but a few centuries ago, a lot of centuries ago, you know, that, that time, uh, you know, people were genuinely scared about falling off the edge. I don't think anyone's fallen off the edge yet. And then, and, and then, uh, I, I came across this other site that said, well, there is an edge, but it's infinite. So you will never get to it. I was like, wait, what? That doesn't make any this sense. Isn't like, a procedurally generating Minecraft map. <laughs> well, that's what they were saying. Basically, it's like it looks like there's an edge, but when you get to it, it expands, and then you get to the other country. I'm like, so was the country there in the first place, or did my brain just create it? No, it's always there, but you don't see it. Okay, but if I fly up high enough, wouldn't I see it? Yes, but it's only uh, the the process. What they say, the process of the visuals that come into your brain are only going to be a finite amount of information that you can take, and your brain creates a circle because it's a shape that you can understand, but an infinite amount of land that just goes stretching far and wide, that also wraps around itself, but it's still flat. You can't you can't grasp it. Did, was, like, was the guy okay, telling so you all this? Did you? No, this is a website that I that I came across. Um, this guy like piqued an interest in me, not to be more interested in like flat earthing, if that's a thing, that's a verb, um, but more of like, h- how does one wake up one day and say, you know what? All that science and everything is gobbledygook. I mean, it's the same thing that makes me, you know, I, I understand like some people can grow up to be certain a certain way. You can be a bigot. You can be a racist. You can be uh, misogynistic. Uh, but I feel like everybody grows up under the same pretense that, hey, by the way, the world is round and... Uh, we're all human beings uh, just trying to get along. And I don't understand how somebody can come across uh, a news article or a website or, you know, one of those, I guess, propaganda videos and really believe it and, like, take it in. I, I, I guess people are just, you know, for some things, people are more susceptible to uh, to getting convinced of, of that sort of concept <sighs> I, I don't even know what to say with those people I just I don't know if it's like they need something to believe in though I don't know if it's something that that's like they, they have like this hole in their life and they just have to have something to fill it and unfortunately this is the thing that fills it I mean like I said at the beginning of all this I'm not one to you know, uh, put you down for your beliefs as long as it doesn't ensue harm to others. Uh, and as long as you don't try and force it on me. So, yes, if if the case is this makes you happy, you feel like you're part of the community, although your community is very niche and, you know, very, very different 
who am I to say that you can't find happiness there? Just uh, watch out for the edge, I guess. Don't fall off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just... See, I feel like that can cause harm, though, because they'd be like... People are like, we want to invest in space research, and this is... It'd be like, oh, no, it's propaganda government. And I feel like it it can't cause harm in terms of someone's going to come up and just start punching someone. But I feel like it can cause harm for society. Like, I feel like it's going to slow us down or take us backwards. So, you know, I'm usually on the same page as you as... uh, you know, you believe what you believe just as long as it doesn't affect me or you're not trying to force it upon me. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like genuinely this does affect me and I'm super not okay with it. <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it boggles my mind that nobody can come up with a straight answer. Why are we being lied to? Like there's so many like conspiracy theories like, oh, it's a government. Okay. Which government though? Like, oh, it's the world government. Okay. Like, does this really affect the financial, economic uh, equilibrium that we're trying to ensue? Whether the world is flat or round? How? How? No one can give me a straight answer. And it's always like, oh, they're just trying to keep you down. From what? No, gravity's doing that. Sorry. <laughs> Gravity on this, you know, round earth. Yeah. Now, I, I, I understand what you're saying about how it, it it can affect you. I, I don't know. I, I feel like for me personally, uh, because at least with, like my family and my circle of friends, we do see it to be kind of nonsensical and hilarious in nature, if we're being you know brutally honest. But I think when it starts getting scary is when it starts getting mainstream. I mean, to kind of you know put into perspective uh, the you know when those neo-Nazis and white supremacists were all walking with tiki torches, you know, in uh, uh, Charleston. Right. I mean, that was a, that was a very scary moment, but the fact that it was televised and made public and millions of people saw it, that made people feel like, Oh, I can kind of come out of the, the closet. I hate, these people and I hate these people and I'm not alone in my, in my thoughts anymore. If flat earthing again, I think it's a verb becomes that much more mainstream to the point that we would see it not as a, an opinion piece, but as like an actual news piece to say, you know, uh, the, the current, uh, what's his name? The, the guy with white hair on uh, Anderson Cooper. If Anderson Cooper were to say, and the earth is flat tonight at 11 on CNN. Like what? <laughs> oh my God. Like that would, that would make the world go crazy. The world, by the way, which is round.
Hey, so what do you think about this whole Facebook BS that's been going on? I'm trying to make heads or tails of it, honestly. Because I know you haven't really liked Facebook in general, so I want to get your opinion about this whole Cambridge Analytica thing and how Facebook scrapes your data, especially on Android. Okay, well, let's let's start with this. Is I have a problem with Facebook because I know that they love to look at your data. They love to look at everything you do and scrutinize it and use it to better know you. And that genuinely has creeped me out for years. And so it, my usage of Facebook has always gone to less and less uh, as, as I'm using it. I'm, I, when I see like ads that are relevant to things that maybe even I just so much as mention, um, something related to it, uh, or click on, you know, I, I click on security on the Facebook app. And so it starts giving me ads for security systems or something like that. And it's, it gets to be a bit mm-hmm. much, um, so my Facebook usage has gone quite a, f- a bit down, but this whole thing recently, uh, maybe you should give both me and the listener a high level, like what it is. So basically this company, uh, Cambridge Analytica, uh, was using, you know how, when you, you, you go into a group or you use an app in Facebook or you're on a website and says sign in with your Facebook profile and then the next step after you type in your username and password is by the way we're we're going to use all this stuff to to create your profile on this web page or to create your profile within this group like yeah yeah sure and you click okay you click allow and you just kind of move on with your life and you go to the website and you do whatever that it is that you want to do whether it be a survey or just getting access to the website and in a high-level view, this company was scraping more data than what was pretty much like allowed, and not just allowed, but like what they what they said that they were going to scrape. And then on top of that, they were using that data to potentially. There's no like clear-cut uh, like evidence, but they were potentially using this data not just in the United States but like worldwide to fuel different political agendas especially during election season and this is again kind of kind of an old story in that you know fake news and facebook uh having ads from uh you know the russians and and everything trying to get people to be more pro-Trump or less you know, pro-Hillary and whatever, what else. But um, essentially there was a whistleblower uh, named Chris, uh, Christopher Wiley, and he basically, uh, he ba- basically exposed how Facebook, um, or rather not Facebook themselves, but Cambridge Analytica had been harvesting all this data. And, and, and one view facebook did nothing wrong because they weren't the one that was were that were was uh, harvesting it but the other view which is a bigger view is they have the means to control the security of your account 
And if a, if a third-party website for a survey or whatever the case is wants to gain access to certain things of the account, they need to be a lot more clear-cut as to what kind of information that they're going to be grabbing from your account. So that was one aspect of it. The other aspect is if you're on Android, because Android has a more open, not just ecosystem, but a more open code base where applications can dig into other apps that are on the phone, uh, they can grab information to, in one sense, uh, give you better fluidity uh, while you're using the application. So the the example that I use is when I used to have my Facebook connected to the contacts that were stored on my phone, whenever, uh, Quinn, whenever you called me, your current Facebook profile would, would show up. And then if you changed your current Facebook profile, the next time you called me, it would show the change of the profile. I like that. Like that was one aspect of this integration that I did like. But apparently Facebook went a little bit deeper and they were actually scraping uh, actual text message data as well too. Like when when you sent a text, who you sent it to, um, when you received it, same thing with phone calls. When you called Quentin and how long the phone call was. It didn't, say I, I don't think it said like actual phone numbers or though i think actually no let me take that back i think it might have done that but it didn't especially with the text messages it did not specify what was said in the message it just said you sent the message at three thirty-five p.m there is no reason for facebook to have that information whatsoever and so my initial reaction when i saw this especially as an android user was um Oh crap! <laughs> uh, because you you know me like and people that have been listening to this, I've been kind of you know proponent of Android of Android as a as an operating system as an ecosystem with all of its faults. Um, I felt like you know now that we are you know what uh, ten year uh, almost uh, not ten, almost ten years, but like eight not uh, nine eight years after the uh, inception of Android that we were much better off. Like it was a much more powerful, robust and stable system. And even with all the hackery that's going on, it's usually in other countries, not so much here in the United States. And then this happened. And essentially the reason why it did happen was because Facebook is using an old API that is no longer supported. And if you had an older version of Android, it, it would if i remember correctly it would it would it would remember that permission and so if you've been using facebook messenger since then it would keep that permission active um unless you went in there and actually uninstalled it and reinstalled it and it it would deactivate itself but i don't know like that 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 should never have happened and facebook's response was more like oh our users want this i'm like what users are you talking about your own employees because we definitely don't want this <laughs> and then on top of that zuckerberg comes out and says oh the the amount of uh the amount of information that we have on our members uh, or rather the amount of members that might have been leaked to or or you know that uh Cambridge Analytica got was like upwards of 87 million people. Um, 
And then there was another news story that he was able to, you know, Zuckerberg himself was able to purge uh, archive data. Uh, so it's no longer on the Facebook servers, but us as lowly users don't have that option. So Facebook said, we're going to give you that option soon. <laughs> we're going to give you so, that option soon. How, how soon? Yeah. Eh. Eh, you know, soon. It's yeah. It's just one of those things like Facebook to me was a great tool to reconnect with people that I haven't talked to in a long time. Uh, you know, uh, or just be able to share things with friends and family. And now it's, it's become a minefield. You know, I, 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 I'm always worried about, you know, dad, if you're listening, sorry, but I'm always worried what my dad's going to post because my dad has become a keyboard warrior for anti-Trump kind of, you know, posting. And while I won't say it's propaganda, a lot of it has, you know, propaganda-esque kind of uh, tonality. And, you know, my whole thing is if you're going to post something and it's going to be co- controversial, make sure you do some research first. And with all due respect to my father, I don't know if he does. And I, I just hope that he's not posting fake news, which is, uh, you know, c- kind of continues the whole trend of basically what Trump is trying to fight. Now, I'm not a Trump supporter myself. I, 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 I can't stand the guy. But if I'm going to post something anti-Trump, I'm going to make sure that it's real. And I see that on my, you know, being in California with California friends, le- uh, leftist friends. I see it all the time. And I, that's not why I joined Facebook. I don't really care about your political leanings. I liked you for who you were. But if you're going to continue doing stuff like this. You know, I might unfriend you because I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with You know, Wikipedia had this uh, article up a while back that was talking about how runaway successes are akin to cancer. And the way they described it was when you look at stuff like Wikipedia or Facebook, um, they outgrow like what they're capable of at an exponential rate, it's just going to get worse. Right. And the article talks about that in terms of it might be kind of akin to Facebook where it's the Facebook's growing so fast with all these accounts and stuff. I mean, with, as of late, apparently like a million plus users deleted their accounts. That's super awesome. But, uh, but it's kind of an interesting concept to where it's starting to get to to the point where the company can no longer manage it. Facebook cannot manage Facebook because it's getting so out of control big and they've kind of lost themselves in the weeds there. Yeah. They're trying to use a lot of AI to manage it. And the AI is okay. It's not great, but they're also starting to realize, okay, we we need actual humans as well. uh, Managing some of this stuff. Which I would argue is, you know, it's kind of creating jobs, you know, for these contractors to to just kind of scour the different articles that are being posted on Facebook and cross-reference it with Snopes, cross-reference it with some of the other websites that are out there making sure that information that's being, uh, not delegated, but that's being decimated throughout the social feeds that is, is real, 
there's a few of them. Uh, Snopes isn't just one of them. And I think the thing I think that these these uh, other websites are doing a very good service. But I don't know. It's it feels like it feels like Facebook like they're still trying to figure it out because it was going from hey connect to your friends and family to now okay we got to make sure that no one shows uh reshares a video of uh of of naked breasts or or butts okay um how about now we make sure no one shows a a, a live video of, of of an execution um okay now we need uh actual people to make sure that these execution videos are real and oh okay now we need to make sure that the fake news stories don't don't get decimated uh, decimated out there so it's it just it just keeps on going it's never going to stop yeah that's what i mean is it's it seems like facebook is outgrowing themselves and they've got to react very quickly to this and figure out a solution or this is going to turn into another MySpace where in a matter of a month or two, everyone abandons it. I mean, it might not be a month or two because you look at like the size of what Facebook got to in its in its heyday versus what Facebook is at. And it's probably going to take longer, but you could see it just slowly, slowly decline, especially like right now would be a good time for somebody else to make one, like make a, a Facebook equivalent. Um, and then I know there's a bunch of different little ones that try to mimic Facebook, but mm-hmm. it's gotta be damn near a clone. <laughs> there's, there's always Google plus my friend. Cause that's, still Oh, there you go. <laughs> so Nazis suck. Uh, but this is a terrible are... segue. <laughs> but <laughs> but dogs are awesome. Uh... <laughs> wow, that was painful. That was really bad. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, case story because um, there there's a YouTuber by the name of Sir Dankalot. Um, I don't give him the name. He this is what he names himself. Um, and uh, if you haven't heard um, this YouTuber, he basically trained his girlfriend's little dog, a little pug, to kind of do that uh, Nazi salute every time the dog heard trigger words. Now, this is a family-friendly podcast. We're not going to uh, say what those words are, uh, but you can look it up. And uh, he he videotaped it, and the dog kind of did like the little one-handed paw up and everything. And I got to say, except for like uh, the, uh, you know, where it comes from originally, it's kind of cute, you know, in the sense that, oh, the dog is, like, responding to something. Now, the reason why he did this was because his girlfriend loves the little dog, and the little dog is anything, uh, is, is everything, including an angel, and would never do would never do no wrong. So he did this kind of to prank his girlfriend. The video went viral, um, but apparently in uh, in the courts of where he lives, 
it, it's considered hate speech. So not only was he arrested, he was convicted. I've never understood the mentality of like, I remember another instance of this kind of thing was uh, people pl- were playing a kid's video game, like a, an online multi- uh, massive multiplayer game that uh, was geared towards kids and they took all their characters and at the time in the game, a character couldn't walk through another character. And so they went in the middle of the town square of the game and placed their characters to, one, block entrances and exits for different buildings and shops. And then two, at the same time, make the uh, Nazi symbol. Oh, um, the swastika? Yeah. And... I remember like they were interviewing one of them for whatever reason. And one of their defenses was, it's just an image. It's just, how can you get offended? It's just a, it's just a symbol. Like it's just a, uh, a picture. Like it's just, it, you're not seeing a picture of a dead body. You're not in, actually there or something. It's just a picture. How can you get offended? And I'm like, that's, but that's the whole point of a symbol, right? Like, to be associated with things, to make you feel something, whether it's feeling bravery or terror or remembering something like that's the whole point of a symbol. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll admit if I see a swastika, my first initial reaction will be like, well, what the hell's going on over there? But then you also have to remember, and I'm, I know these people weren't trying to incite this, but the original version of the swastika was actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, either Tibetan or Indian symbol, a, B- a Buddhist symbol that uh, represents peace and harmony. It it's only it it's is only it is, yeah. but uh, and it still to this day is, but it's right. flipped. It's like right. re- reversed. Did so? Did these people flip it? No, no, no. Like this is legit. Like the right one and everything. Okay, so this wasn't like a, oh ha ha you're getting offended because it looks like it but it's actually the opposite way and blah da da no it's it was the bona fide swastika and they were like oh it's just a symbol like why are you getting offended and it's like that's the mm-hmm. whole point though and I don't get people who are like that where it's like it's just an image dude it's just a picture like why are you getting so butt hurt and it's like dude. Do you, like there's a lot of people still to this day that that re- represents a lot of terribleness. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely no question about that at all. The interesting thing is when someone uses that as a means of defense, like it's just the symbol, it's just the picture. Why are you getting? Well, if it's just that and that's it, why are you doing it in the first place? You're obviously trying to incite some sort of, um, you know. Uh, not conspiracy, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Response, at uh, least. Con- well, controversy. You're trying to incite some sort of controversy. If you were to block in, in your in, in in your story, if these people were to use their characters to block all the entrances and everything, and that somehow ended up being a picture that uh, from afar looked like a happy face, that'd be fun and funny, and it wouldn't hurt anybody's feelings. It would just be like, oh, I can't get into the, time, the town square. But no, it's a swastika, and that's where it's like, okay, who's allowing this? Why is the video game allowing this? Why aren't they doing something about it? Okay, it's not the video game's fault. Who are all these people that have all decided and banded together to do this? And 
why do they agree on the swastika knowing what it what it represents to you know thousands if not millions of people yeah it makes you wonder like how you get to that kind of mindset of like desensitize the point where you're like oh it's just a symbol like why do you care like how ha ha you're so uh sensitive to things i don't when... think go on i'm sorry no no go ahead i i it just it confuses me it's it's weird because like it depends on the context um ricky gervais actually has a a, a um a, a new netflix comedy out uh, and i recommend that you watch it he's actually the guy of, um, of the the creator of the original uh the office over in england but th- his whole stand-up routine was basically him defending himself of all the racist and insensitive jokes that he said in the past and it, his approach to it is if you look at the joke itself then yes, it is offensive to gay people or trans or people of color. It is offensive. But if you if you put it in perspective context, that offense can go away. Like if you look at the bigger picture. And that is where people like this individual, uh, Count uh, Dankula, um, great name, by the way. Um, he He's kind of doing the same thing. It's like, look, he says, I'm not a racist. I just have a, a sense of humor, and I just did this to, to prank my girlfriend. And I thought of the most worst person in history could be mimicked by my dog or by her dog. Who would that be? And, of course, it's Hitler. And... And that was the premise that this is just a joke to to get something that is so angelic to do something so terrible. Now, if he chose anything else, like if he had the dog wear little Satan horns and everything, nobody would matter because, you know, for the most part, everyone hates Satan. And there wouldn't be people like, oh, you're trying to you're trying to. Um, promote Satanism or, or, or something stupid like that. Pretty much 99% of the time, people are like, oh, no, it's fine. It's, it's, it's funny. But just for the sheer fact that he chose Nazis and Hitler, that's where people uh, that were speaking out against it were saying, like, the symbolism that you're inciting, whether it's a joke or not, none of us find it funny. But I disagree with that because people almost every day will have racially insensitive thoughts and jokes and stuff put in front of them, and we all laugh. And it's all about context. So I'm not saying what this guy did was right. It definitely wasn't. He he went a little bit too far with it. Um, probably shouldn't have chose. Probably shouldn't have chose Hitler. But I think that. He should not be in jail for it. Yeah, no, I don't think it's enough to the point of, like, jail time. I think, personally, it's in bad taste, but I don't think it's, like, wrong to the point of sending someone to jail. I think that's super overkill. (laughs) That is is too far. And I'm guessing... That's why. I'm guessing UK? Yes. Yeah, so in the UK, this is... This kind of... 
this kind of speech online, even though he is a comedian, is considered hate speech. And the judge was like, I don't care if it was a joke. This is something that millions of people have seen. Over three million of people have seen this. And even though that you state that you're not a racist, you clearly moved forward with it, knowing clear well that people are going to be upset and you did not care. So how, also, have you seen how long he's in that, jail for? Um, it doesn't say that yet. I believe that he's been convicted and he's going to be sentenced uh, soon. If he has to get punished, which I don't think he should in the first place, then fine, like a week of community service or something like that, just, I guess. But, yeah. like, there should be a thing of like, okay, this this isn't quite hate speech, but it is in really poor taste. I don't, once again, I don't agree with him being punished, but... Since he already is punished, like, if I had to decide what he had to be punished with, it'd be just, like, he he honestly, like, I would be kind of annoyed if he ends up with serious jail time. Because it's like, oh my gosh, like, it may have been a very poor taste prank, but you don't see all the other poor taste pranksters going to jail. Only because this guy mentioned Nazis that he's going to jail. And once again, I know that there's a lot of people that that whole thing still affects them Mm -hmm. whether because of past events or current events but still he doesn't deserve jail time (laughs) that's a bit much (laughs) no i i I can't imagine the conversation hey what are you in here for oh yeah i you know i robbed the guy what about you i put a video on youtube (laughs) And uh, it was considered hate speech. <laughs> like, that's a terrible conversation to, to be had. <laughs> and it it also sucks for him, too, because he, he is now actually supported by the alt-right. He's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not an alt-right, you know, white supremacist, Nazi person at all. Like, I just thought it was funny. I, I mean, f- for heaven's sake. If this is the case, they should arrest Monty Python. They should arrest John Cleese. You know, they should. I mean, there's Eddie Izzard. Um, I'm just trying to think of other people. Uh, Mel Brooks, if he enters into uh, into the UK. History of the world. That's a huge area of Nazism that is made fun of. But it's also like, oh, my God, it's just. I don't know where the line is drawn in the law. Um, the problem with law is that as much of it, it, it is written down, it's also subjective to the court, to the judge. But, yeah, I don't think jail time really helps anybody. If anything, it's giving this guy more publicity. And then the next video that he uploads, um, if he's allowed to, depending on his sentencing, um he might even try to push the boundaries even more, which which he should not do. <laughs> so if you're listening, don't do that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, you know, community service, maybe, but... Well, once again, this is just be... going on the premise of he, he's already been uh, sentenced to, like, 
sentenced to having a sentence. Like you are, you can't just let him off scot free. You have to give him some sort of punishment if you were the decider. That is <laughs> one of my favorite memories with all all of the uh, Nazi stuff has been um, what was it, Wolfenstein Two, the video game, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. when they were in the middle of you know doing their release and everything. Uh, the like neo Nazis sent them like a message like, hey. This is super offensive to us. You're killing Nazis in the game, and we're Nazis, and that's not cool. And they're like, oh, you're offended? Good. <laughs> that's our goal. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, man. Freedom of speech has such a double-edged sword. It's like we want to be able to voice our opinion and what we th- what we know and think is right. And then when when we hear people have th- thoughts of the complete opposite, it's like, where the heck are you coming from? How 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 are those ideals at all justifiable? But then from their point of view, they're they're thinking the exact same way, and it's like, like we want them to be shut down. Like what they do is very clear, concise hatred. It's just it's just pure hatred, you know. They say mudbloods or or whatever and dirty. What it's just they have no respect for anybody of color, different creed, uh, sexual orientation. They think they're all whatever. And then we're over here, like, yeah, we might not all agree, but I accept all those people of different colors and different, you know, blood and different, you know, orientations and whatnot. I don't know why. You have to make it so black and white. It's either whites or it's not, and like it doesn't, it 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 doesn't make sense. And I just I want you to shut up. <laughs> the problem is, but the problem is is if we get our way and they shut up, you know who's to say years down the line somebody with a stronger voice from the alt right side gets us to shut up. And we can't say what we want to say. And we become the bad guys. You know, it's one of those hypotheticals that I, th- I think about every, every uh, so often. That there's no end game. There's no end point. There, you know, because humans are humans and they're subjective in their thoughts and their feelings and their emotions. So we're always going to have this internal battle. Well, you know the saying, Tony, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the bad guy. Yeah. Which, personally, I don't believe in, but... It's apropos for this situation, possibly, especially with the the particular climate that we are in currently, Hmm. without getting too much into it, but yeah. You know... I ran into a different instance uh, of that whole live long enough to see yourself become the bad guy. Um, I was talking to some people who were talking about this video game, and I'm going to try to stay kind of vague here. And they're like, I want to pick up this video game, but it's published by this company, so I don't want to pick it up. And I actually told the person, I was like, you should pick up that game like regardless of the publisher the developer is the one that you should care about and 
they're like, no, because they're owned by that publisher. So they're just going to go downhill anyway. And I'd rather see them die young and beautiful than uh, become what everybody hates. And I just, it like, I've been thinking about this for a couple of days and it just bothers me. Mm. Like, it just bothers me because it's just like, dude, a lot of the money goes to the developer. That's just terrible thinking of, like, ah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from from that from that customer's standpoint, if if they're right and they are whole wholeheartedly owned by the publisher, it's kind of like that. I don't know. I don't know if this is a very good analogy, but it's it's like it's like that argument. Well, I'm not going to use Instagram because it's owned by Facebook, but Instagram does have its own policies and it does have its own rules. And in all honesty, a lot of it is you know, a good separation from Facebook, but you know, um, Facebook can do what they want and maybe they will make it into the next Facebook and Instagram that we currently now know and love for lack of a better term will go away. And then in, in your, uh, example with this publisher and game developer, I, I think I know which one you're talking about. I'm not sure. We'll talk. We'll talk off uh, off off uh, mic. But uh, yeah, it's it sucks because well, the game itself is great, but you just don't want to support that one guy or that one publisher or that that one publisher. And the only way to get it is is to pseudoly support that publisher. But, but doesn't like the counter other... argument say I... that like you supporting that particular game? Let, let's let's say they have three games and two of the games are terrible and really anti gamer games, and then one of the games is awesome and a super pro gamer game. Um, right. wouldn't buying the pro gamer game kind of tell the company, hey, the pro gamer games sell the non like the the sorry the anti games don't sell like i feel like this is this is that argument of you know speak with your wallet like this is specific to that of like not don't buy no, none no, of them I, I agree i i was i was think i was coming on on the side of like there's got to be other ways that you can protest um don't buy like the games the that are the wine. ones that are causing the problem <laughs> like i feel like this right, isn't well, hard because see i feel like that's just as simple as just buying the game and yeah the money goes somewhat to the publisher but at the same time like i still go back to that original analogy of like you're specific to saying hey i am saying this game is awesome the games that you have a lot of negative feedback on i'm not even buying but this game i'm buying right that was an amazing conversation, Quinn. Um, thank you again so much, as always, to speak with you on this podcast. How can uh, people find you out there in digital land? On Twitter, Instagram, and Xbox Live at Firewall. Sweet. As for me, you can find me on Twitter, Lazy Tech Tony, and all my other links like YouTube's Lazy Tech TV, Lazy Tony Vapes can be found. In the podcast description, we have our own Twitter account, at Still Recording. Go ahead and follow us there. We have some pretty funny tweets. 
And we will see you guys in the next Monday. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.